I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The divine image of a racetrack burrowed into the green English countryside. The intersection of nature and machinery. A place of warmth and welcome to everyone who isn't an immigrant. (laughs) A place where dreams are made A race of much more importance than any other race (laughs) Even though exactly the same number of points are distributed at the end But it's the race closest to the place where we were born Which is really important actually Unless of course you were born in Great Yarmouth In which case you may have been slightly closer to the Dutch Grand Prix As the crow flies But let's be honest, they're still Dutch I think I'm getting away from myself Damon, Lewis, Nigel, James, and now George. Not Lando, though. Name with Iberian origins. No thanks. This is Britain, and it's extremely important that a race is happening here. Much more so than when a race happens elsewhere. Silverstone. Now we have to f***ing talk about racing. We're going to watch a car race, Michael. It's when nerds try and be cool. I think you've done brilliantly. Good podcasting. This is the formula. Josh Weller. And I'm Alfie Brown. And this is Dirty Air. What a what a weekend. What a weekend. Not just for us, but for for, for Formula One fans. For Formula One fans. Over. And and the great the population of the planet. Interesting pre-race this week. Thank you. Um I thought that the uh grid walk was we'll get to the national anthem mm. in a second. Oh fine. Okay. <laughs> Because, we have to do that. Because last year we had Sam Ryder on an electric guitar. Which one's easy? The one with the enormous He's mouth? He's the Eurovision guy. The one with Space the enormous man mouth. Or whatever that's not, not that, but you know, he has a song that's similar. He creeps me Space out. Space man. I, I don't know how it goes. But this year uh, we had um, Cara Delevingne. Ah. You'd think if you were the PR person for a celebrity of that stature, especially someone who they, you know, when you're driving to the race with Cara Delevingne and you're her press agent, mm. you'd think they'd go, Hey, there's a guy, a little man in a, in a sky blue shirt with headphones on. Mm. who has got a lovely friendly face. He might come up to you with a microphone and go, Hey, can you talk about the movie that you're in? Yeah. She treated him like he was like rumple stilt skin. Like he wasn't to be trusted at all. <laughs> And of course, it's not Would her you like fault. a pot of gold? Because you can't expect Cara Delevingne, who is taller than her face suggests she'd be. She's very tall. Although she's a model, so... And Martin Brundle, you can never quite gauge 
somebody's real height because Martin Brundle's F1 height. F1 height. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. So everybody looks taller than they really are in the context of the grid walk, but it's not her fault is essentially what I'm going to say here. I, it's not Cara Delevingne's fault. She was invited to a thing by a press person. Her life is just going to parties. It was, was it an Alfa Romeo or some Hass tire person it, 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 by her side going, don't talk to Martin Brandle. Yeah. And she went, oh, no, thank you. He and went, she was quite polite and like. Well, yeah, but he went, he, she, was, she wasn't that polite because he went, oh, we're live and it's part of the rules now. And then she looked to another person and went, I can't hear him. Yeah, but you wouldn't be able to hear. I just, I'm going to speak in defense of Cara Delevingne. <laughs> yeah, but they also, it was it was really funny to me how quickly he went from saying Cara Delevingne, or sure, whatever she was going to say was very interesting, to how quickly Sam Ryder walked down the grid with him. And Brundle was like, okay, can you fuck off now? Yeah. <laughs> he was like... I love Sam Ryder. He, I cannot stand. I love him. Weird, creepy face and a mouth you could lose a submarine in. Honestly, well, de- well depends on the submarine. Um, uh, and uh, how quickly Brundle just went. He went. Can you? He went. Hey, you're here with McLaren. He went. Yeah. And and Sam Ryder went. Yeah, they're having a really tough year, and it's nice to see they got some up. And Sam Ryder knew. He's like, nice to see them have some upgrades this year. And Brundle went. Can you leave me alone now? Yeah. Brad, Brad Pitt's down here somewhere, and I want to find him. And Brian Cox was there. <laughs> But not the Brian Cox who recorded the... Not Space Brian Cox. No, Succession Brian Cox. Succession Brian Cox yeah. recorded the intro, but Space Brian Cox was there. Yeah. The Eurythmics Brian Cox. Oh, was he? No, that's Dave Stewart who was in the Eurythmics. So well, who's thinking? Brian Cox D-ream, 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 D-ream. Things can only get better for yeah. Ferrari. Can only get better. better. Now you finish behind a Williams. Um, Damien Lewis sang the national anthem. I think we could dedicate... A whole episode to that nightmare. And we saw him as well. We went to go to accreditation where we met Summer. Shout out to Summer. She Hi, was Summer. very nice. She gave us our tickets to come in. Tickets to go to, yep. Yeah, and uh, that was great. And also accreditation at that time was... Uh, it was pissing it down with rain when we arrived. Rain and pissing it down with high-end celebs. Uh, only the poets, uh, a band who I had not shout out to them as well. Who played on the them. main stage? Played on the main stage. Had a uh, nice chat with their manager, didn't we? Yeah, we did. Uh, Keris Matthews was there. Keris Matthews getting road rage. <laughs> Keris oh. Matthews came up to us because basically it was raining when we arrived at Silverstone. Summer had gone away, and uh, summer had gone away both in the sky and the woman. Summer had gone away. And we were the only people in accreditation out of the rain. And then Kerry... It was raining in the cabin. And so Summer, who worked at F1, she went, do you want to just wait in the cabin while your car comes to take you to the podcast stage? Kind of Summer. And while we were sitting there, Kerry Matthews came up to us and went, are you still open? And we went, oh, no, no, oh, oh, this is embarrassing. Uh, We don't actually work here. Yeah. We're celebrities. Fuck off, Catatonia. <laughs> we're we're fa- we're super famous. We're people. just like you, just like you. We I've got. A, you know, I'm all after you on Six Music. You've not heard of me. <laughs> and um, and then Damien Lewis, a car pulled up, a blacked out Mercedes Vito with white with a white leather interior, and Damien Lewis stepped out wearing, as, as memory recalls, purple suit trousers, like a leopard print shirt. It was like a deep blue, like Hawaiian cut. Of shirt, but with like lighter blue hearts on it. It's a little bit like leopard print. A biker jacket. Uh, yeah, like your garden variety All Saints leather jacket. Yeah, uh, and it was, and 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 uh, no socks, of course. Mm-hmm. Who wears socks? Any any sci fi fan will know that um, 
when uh, the captains have to go down to another planet, they always wear a collarless leather jacket and they look very out of place. And there's, there's an obsession in sci-fi with collarless leather jackets, captains wearing them. And Damien Lewis looked like he was on an away mission from the Enterprise. And he was wearing white loafers in the pissing rain with no socks. Mm. And they, they went, oh, we're, we're taking you to the main stage. And he went, no, 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 I'm not playing there. That's uh, Black Eyed Peas and the Blue Man group. And uh, he, they, they shuttled him off to the paddock club. And then we saw him sing before the pre-race what was a bit like the Arctic Monkeys, like what the Arctic Monkeys sound like now. It was discordant, sort of offbeat, off-key God save our gracious king. Saxophone. God save our gracious king. Gracious king. Long. God. This is the best bit. This is the best bit. Victoria. It's like a guy who's just learned what vibrato is. It's um, it's so funny when English, especially English actors, start a band and they all try and sound like sort of Tom Waits, don't they? And um, Le- Damien, are you ready for a take? Yes, yes, I'm very ready for a take. Okay, and we're rolling. Everybody. Everybody, I'm singing like a deer, sound like I'm out on the railroads with my big hammer hitting rocks, clearing path for the train to come in to town. Cut. Yes, that was lovely. Life ain't easy for an old Etonian. Life ain't easy for an old Etonian. And cut. Yes, that was lovely. Can I just get a little, a little pot of chamomile tea with a little bit of dash of honey and some lemon, please? Yeah, we're ready to go again. It's inside of my mouth. Uh, there, I've never really understood. I mean, a lot of my friends who are the most sort of self-effacing and nervous, and oh no, have some of my stuff. I couldn't possibly are uh, are, are straight white men. But the expression that you often see on Twitter, "God grant me the confidence of a straight white man," was summed up <laughs> and brought home for me in that performance and ju- oh yeah I'm, a, I'm an actor I'm pretty good at that I'm sure I'm good at music <laughs> I must be I'm so good at acting that it would be mad if I wasn't also really good at music have you seen me in Band of Brothers because I've seen me uh, in Band of Brothers I'm amazing and in I'm Band of Brothers and I'm fairly certain I can win a Grammy I must be able to win a Grammy I must be I'm in Band of Brothers Tom Hanks has written a book so I can write like a song. An album, yeah. Zaragoza. How long does it take? How long does it take to write a song? Well, that's the peep show line. Six minutes, yeah, and, that, and that's two minutes per minute. <laughs> um, I, I'm sad that we didn't get to see a Brad Pitt stop because yeah. we saw him driving round, didn't we? We did. We saw him in the FP2 in his did little, we? in his gold car. Mm. That's the sound. Or someone <laughs> had done their car to look like his. <laughs> yeah, and it's so funny to me that. They've created a fake F1 team and how much the paddock is like, Hey, look guys, they're making a film. And it's, I find it really, it's like when the cool kid at school acknowledges the nerd and the nerd like freaks out. Oh my God, we're cool. Suddenly we're cool. Cause Brad Pitt likes us. 
Look at him. He's wearing, he looks just like us. It's like, yeah, but there's, you, knew, you do realize that there's 20 people next to him who are about to drive 200 miles an hour and Brad Pitt's faking it. But he was really, was he, I don't know what, how much driving he did or how good he is at it. But again, it's that, <laughs> it's the confidence. I'm good at acting. So I must be good at driving a Formula One car around. I must be. <laughs> I couldn't not be good at that. What's surprising really is when you think about how long Formula One has existed, how few F1 movies there are. Because think about it, there's loads of football films. There's loads of basketball films. There's even a movie about a bobsled team. Mm. And yet there's only really one F1 movie. What, which the one is, with Hunt With and, Rush, yeah. yeah. Hunt and Louder. I shagged everyone. I sh- and I shagged no one. I was just driving this piece of shit car. Round mm. the track, wish. It's a good film. It's a great film. But uh, it's funny to me as well that they film all the drivers. But by the time that Brad Pitt film comes out, it's there's going to be at least five drivers who've been dropped. Like Perez is not going to be present in F1 by the time that film comes out. At the rate that he... Perez is going to be driving F3 mm. by August. He's going to be driving home. <laughs> That's all he's going to be... He's going to be driving a... <laughs> He's driving a Renault crazy. McGann. He blamed oh. Albon after the race for his performance. Mm, it's a bad look. It's like, that's not really. Also, it would have been so much. E- I, here was, I don't know how it might be quite a boring thing to say, but the fictitious Formula One team mm-hmm. is a genius stroke from the film studio. Yeah. Because they don't, they could just as easily have been a, in been Ferrari, couldn't they? Yeah but they chose to be their own Formula One team so they could sell the advertising space yeah. on their romper suit. But also, would you want to be in a movie about Ferrari right now? Well, I mean, yeah, if, 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 because it's fiction, isn't it? So they could be a heroic <laughs> victory. They could be amazing. Or a Ferrari so shit that even if they're making up their own plot, they still oh, are man. floundering in wet shit. That is a reality. This, this weekend... Th- yeah, the over, the two overarching things for me this weekend. Number one is that um, every week there's a different team in second place, which all that does is it gives Red Bull an even bigger sort of profit margin, mm. while the while all the sort of paupers around the king scupper for the coins that Red Bull have thrown on in the dirt. Yeah. And the other thing is that that is a reality. There is no greater reality check in F one then Ferrari finishing behind a Williams. Mm. Both Ferraris finishing behind a Williams. That must hurt. That must hurt more than being a saxophone player and getting a phone call from Damian Lewis. I think it's fine to be that saxophone player. Hey, um, hey, Tony, it's uh, Damian. Um, I'm sorry, who? Damian Lewis from Band of Brothers? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, mate, how's it going? Yeah, pretty good. Um, you know, I sing now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, I do know you sing now. Yeah, it's pretty uh, pretty funny, actually. Um, I was just wondering if you wanted to come and play some saxophone for me. Oh, that's really cool. You're doing like an 80s sort of sax thing where there's a sax solo at the beginning and the middle of the song, like every 80s song. No, um, it's just you and me doing the national anthem. Oh, cool. Is there going to be an orchestra behind us doing nothing? Yeah, 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 definitely. Did they definitely. do nothing at all for the nothing. whole thing? Yeah. How are you going to sing it? I think I'm going to sing no. it. <laughs> Like I am on the side of a railroad in the 1930s. Okay, um, how much money is it? It's uh, £2,000 and it's not going to be televised. Oh, oh, it's going to be televised. The thing is, though, that 
you know, if the if the saxophonist is worried, like I'm just a bit worried about, you know, being on TV, like, don't worry, mate. Nobody's going to be watching you. <laughs> N- no, don't, there's going to be something happening while you're playing sax that's really going to pull focus. People afterwards won't be able to pick you out of a lineup. You will enjoy the most protected anonymity. You could be hunted by the police and they wouldn't find you or know your whereabouts <laughs> after that. <laughs> you could be a wanted man. You could be Bonnie and or Clyde playing saxophone there and people will be none the wiser because Damien Lewis is going to stink the gaff out <laughs> to such a high level that you will not know uh, any. Uh, sort of recognition at all uh, after this race. We uh, we also went backstage, didn't we? We went to look for the Black Eyed Peas. Mm-hmm. And um, the other act performing was the Blue Man Group. Which we didn't know. And Josh, when I went to the toilet to... Uh, uh, it doesn't matter. But uh, when I went to the toilet... It was a number two. It was a number two. Because you sent me a text saying, I can hear the cars from my toilet. <laughs> Because you were in the toilet and you sent me a video. I was 30 feet away uh, and you sent me a video of you in the toilet with. Yeah. It was just quite funny that you could hear, I could hear all the cars qualifying and I do a Formula One podcast and I was in a toilet cubicle taking a shit. I just thought the word my, my was really funny in my toilet. Actually, I think that was Will I Am's toilet. I felt a deep sense of, I think he had his own toilet. We, I felt a deep sense of ownership over that toilet because I'd spent, I went to two other toilet cubicles with people in them and they were just having a big chat on the phone in the toilet. And I, about F1, I gave up waiting. I actually can't remember. I, do you remember that we met the woman who was getting Black Eyed Peas Rider? Yeah. Not Sam Ryder, a rider for the people who don't know yeah. is when you're in a band or you're an artist and you go perform at an event and they pay you loads of money. You also get to provide a list of things you want. Yeah. And it is hilarious. This is an exclusive. It is really funny that the Black Eyed Peas, an American band, did a gig in Silverstone, which is quite far out of London or quite far out of any near any good you know shops Andrea Ledsom's constituency and on their rider was um a very unique bottle of sake yeah a really obscure bottle of sake that they couldn't find in the local waitrose (laughs) she was like I couldn't find it and a rider essentially is a way of not a Sam rider sending somebody who is on not enough money on this challenge Annika style expedition <laughs> to go and fetch you a dum, coterie dum, of dum, obscure dum, goodies. Dum, and you go, Oh, I, fa- I didn't dum, find dum, the enchanted amulet, <laughs> but I did find the, uh, you know, 1954 scrutuck scotch that you uh, wanted me. And I, I've, I've passed it through my own system, as you said, and pissed it back into the bottle. So now you've got it sort of refined, distilled through like, all of these mad things. Fuck off. If I was in the Black Eyed Peas, I'd just go, can I have some an apple? Can I have some beers? Yeah. What, Any in, kind of beers? Yeah. If, like, do, do you know Beavertown? In my I old like bands, we got so, because uh, every gig we'd go to, it would be like warm lager and just a rogue packet of already opened cheese. Warm like, beer and cold women. Right. And um, <laughs> we had, we got, we, we thought, okay, well, we send the rider for every gig. And at the bottom, we just put one elephant. Because mm-hmm. we just wanted to see if anyone would read it. Mm-hmm. And it was one, only one gig when we did Reading Festival that they give us a stuffed elephant in, oh. our, in our dressing room. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, yeah. But um, Blue Man Group, 
It's the most Formula One thing that the bookers booked the Blue Man Group for Formula One. It's so funny that like the boomer dads that are in charge of F1 went, oh, what are kids like? What about that theatre show from 20 years ago? Um, okay, well, I've, I've, bu- I've tried to book Stomp, but they're all busy or dead <laughs> Did now. you know Cats is closed? <laughs> Did you know that? We tried to book the cast of Cats. And uh, on at 5pm on the main stage, it's Rent. An entire <laughs> rendition of Rent. It's, it's, it's George Russell singing, 52500, 6000 minutes. How do you measure? Measure an F1 season. In corners, in races, in pit stops, in... <laughs> The Blue Man Group. Did anyone who, if you went to the Silverstone race, please DM us and tell us if you went to, or leave a comment on our Instagram at Very Dirty Air. Who saw the Blue Man Group? Send who, us your pics. Who, and we saw them before they were blued up. Yeah. We just saw the group with the man group. And one of them was a woman. Were they? Yeah. So she'd really be the blue people was group. Was she in it? I thought she was to make up. No, she was one of the blue men. I thought they all had to be look interchangeable. No, because they put a bald cap on, don't they? I don't know. And they become anonymous. They become more than a group. They become a symbol, like mm. Batman, but they're blue. Mm. Okay. Um, and then we, we also, we didn't watch the Black Eyed Peas because we left. Oh, it was good though, wasn't it? It was so good. We had, we had tickets for the race and about halfway through the day, we both looked at each other and went, you know, we could just watch this from home with a cocktail. Mm. So we left. I think, and tell us again, um, give us your correspondence here if you disagree but Formula One is a better sport to watch from home. Yeah. Brackets, if the race director is doing their job properly. Yeah. Uh, watching it at the race is quite good fun. It's quite a good experience. It's like a, it's a, it's a, it's a day out. Yeah. Uh, it's a, it's a festival type experience. The Black Eyed Peas are on and the Blue Man Group, obviously. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure. Lots of colours. We've got sure. Black Eyed Peas. We've got Blue Man Group. Imagine if your We've three got- favourite things were Formula One, the Black Eyed Peas, <laughs> and the Blue Man Group. And you're what the fuck? This is, I have to go to this. <laughs> I have to be there. Okay, let's review the race. Okay, uh, we're going to take a short break for the adverts, and we'll get into our review of the Formula One Beep Beep Aramco Silverstone Grand Prix. Is that what it was called? Mm. See you in a sec. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome back to Dirty Air. It was a good race start. It felt like F1 for about two minutes, didn't it? Josh, it was, it was, I mean this by, I think by some distance, it was the best race I've ever seen. 
Or really, it was the best race of the season. Okay. Do you think so? It, it was, was definitely a, the best race. Of the, it was I mean, a weird it race was because we have so broken and beaten and gaslit and tortured by the uh, perennially dull and preordained fate of all of these races being given to us before. Like next race, Hungary, Max wins. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 Max wins the next Grand Prix. So it's boring. But in the context of... He only won by three seconds. Huh. Yeah, I know. That's the best race of the season. Yeah. There was also Hamilton and Norris. The That was exciting and stuff. And we, we got to see Hamilton and Alonso fighting for seventh and eighth at the start of the race, which was sort of like, you know, when Jurassic Park 2 came out, you fucking love it when they fight each other, don't you? Yeah, I do. Because you get but, such but a little blast from the past. But it's a second tier. It's not 2007 or eight. It's sort of the set. It's like it's the it's the sequel that Steven Spielberg produced, but he didn't direct. Yeah, and you go, oh my god, Alonso and Hamilton are still fighting, but it, for something that really doesn't matter. It's like watching Nadal Federer like now. Yeah, in Saudi Arabia, a yeah. sort of exhibition. Yeah, thing. the Barclays, their hearts aren't in it, and their hearts are sort of worn, knackered, and tired yeah, by being exactly. forty year old. Yeah, but it was still nice to see those wily old campaigners. I love a wily old campaigner. And um, by the way, who we should do a, um, at the end of the year, we should do a grid walk championship mm-hmm. of all the worst guests who've been on the grid walk. And best. Year. And I think a big shout has to go to Florence Pugh, my dream girl. She smashed it, didn't she? Florence Pugh, Florence Pugh, Florence Barney, Florence McGrew, Florence Cuthbert, Florence Dibble <laughs> and Florence Grubb. And Florence and the Machine. Um, I think we're all brilliant. And she did a good wave of the flag as well. She got to do the thing. Do Yes. She waved the flag with a plum. With a plum, she did do it with a plum. Um, and uh, great hair. Um, so they did a lot of song references during the race as well. They said that because uh, when George Russell went round the outside, because mm-hmm. we've been saying it for years, two trailer park girls. Well, we've been saying the Eminem two trailer park girls go round the outside. Yeah. Um, and did they, they do another They version? did Buffalo Girls, the original Buffalo oh. Girls, and then so one of them went rewind, and then when, when the crowd say Bo, it's Perez, whatever it was. And then they also did a... Um, Whenever they do anything like that, I always think of their daughters at home going, <laughs> Oh, oh dad. dad! Oh, stop! Dad! And they also said, Bert Mylander can party like it's 1999. Yeah. And they also said, okay, I think that's enough of Bert Mylander now. I don't want to see him again for the rest of the race. And I thought, fuck off. Yeah, he saves <laughs> the race. Speak to Bert Mylander like that. <laughs> legend of the sport he's the most exciting driver i would very much like formula one to be like it's 1999 it would be remarkable wouldn't it yeah um okay we had a big constructor championship reshuffle this week Mm -hmm. but don't worry alpha Um, Sonoda in 16th, DeVries in 17th. The Alpha Tauri are the Williams of 2023. Mm, it is a real shit box. Yeah, it's it's as much as we love Yuki Sonoda, we are all hoping that he uh, can finish in the points more slash again for the rest of the season. Um, it was a shit race for them. Uh, yeah, it was. And uh, Yuki, God love him, hopefully will be replacing 
another diminutive cheeky chappy mm-hmm. in the Red Bull roster soon. I could see that happening. You do, you know? think, do you think Sonoda will get Perez's? I don't think they'll, I don't think they'll move Perez. I want them to, and they should, but they've won two championships with him. And I think they owe him a great debt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they've always been really good with uh, things like loyalty and consideration at Red Bull. (laughs) Yeah, but he's not threatening their Constructors' Championship enough to move him. I know. It's just, they just don't care. You know, like your third kid that's troubled at school. You're like, okay, just just let him like pass by. I mean, next season. I don't mean, I don't think it'll happen this season, but next season, I don't think Sergio Perez will be at Red Bull. I don't think they'll, I don't know why they would want to move him because they've. I, I, I think for the good of, I think for the party spirit, um, <laughs> they kind of have to move him because it's going to become too much of a drag to see a broken man uh, schlep his limbs from paddock to paddock uh, over this globe, sadly. And he, he, he the, the thing is that, not if Max Verstappen combusted just before the start of the season and Perez and they emergency got in some shit driver. They got in De Vries to be a Red Bull driver. Mm-hmm. Perez would be the head of the championship. I don't think he would be at this point. I think he's I think he's bungled everything since Monaco. Yeah, he, yeah but like, he wouldn't have done if Max didn't exist. He's bungled under the pressure of being the second driver at Red Bull. Yeah. If he was the first driver at Red Bull, he would be top of the drivers' championship. Not by as much as Max is. Max is kind of proving to everybody right now, especially with where Sergio and how Sergio is racing, that he's the best driver in the world and one of the great drivers of all time. Mm -hmm. And I don't think that's, you know. No, it's not even open for debate. But I think that the, um, I think that the Red Bull is, they're under no threat that Perez is going to screw up their Constructors' Championship. I get that. I just think that... Uh, with his age and his mental well being at the end of, and he's maybe the reason why he's so slow is that he's storing so much food in his cheeks for winter. <laughs> he's got so many nuts and berries in there that, that is slowing him down. Maybe that's what he happening. also he shaved his beard this week, so he looked even more like a little chippy monk, didn't he? He's such a cute little boy. He's such well, uh, Perez, mm. yeah, and also he shaved his beard, which to me is him going minor gains. I'll just be a little bit lighter if mm. I shave my beard. Mm. Next week, he'll have no eyebrows. Mm-hmm. He's already had no pubes for a few weeks since Monaco. Mm. And then by the his time- His wife might fancy him chopping his dick off. <laughs> yeah, he's going to shave his head soon, isn't he? Start yeah. waxing his arms. He'll, he'll be Michael Phelps by the end of the season. He could remove his- <laughs> like, You could have your- what, what don't you need? You probably don't need a lower jaw if you're an F1 driver. Yeah, just get rid of it. Get rid of your F1. Could you steer with one hand? Probably not. You need to press the... When Lewis talked about pressing the overtake button, I went, fuck off. Is there an (laughs) overtake button? (laughs) Like how basic. Please, uh, the the, the absolute forefront, the pinnacle of modern technology and uh, motorsport engineering genius. Uh, You want to press the overtake button there, mate. If you had an overtake button, you'd just press it all the time. If it means your car goes a bit faster, mm. you'd harvest that battery power. And then every time the light goes green, you just go, yeah, I'll just press it. Just go, just get a, a, a little 10 one hundredths of a second faster. 
Because Norris apparently was pressing his overtake button so Lewis couldn't overtake. Mm. So Lu- you press your overtake button, I'll press my overtake button. Um, in uh, moving from eighth to ninth place in the championship, uh, um, trundling ever quickly downwards, Alfa Romeo, uh, Joe Grandi. Alfa's lumbering at the back of the pack. Yeah, Al- uh, Joe in 15th, Bottas 12th. Joe, ostensibly a much better race this year than last year. Uh, well, it was the right way up. Yeah. Marginal gains, marginal, <laughs> small <laughs> improvements, like... <laughs> Bottas, from starting 20th, finishing 12th, was quietly quite an impressive race in what seems to be, you know, matching uh, Alpha Tauri blow for blow by being shittest car available to the drivers. And uh, the uh, Haas have moved from 7th to 8th as well. Uh, Hulkenberg 13th, Magnussen with a DNF. And it was funny to me that the back of the Haas sort of had, it sort of has IBS, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> like it'll be, it'll be racing along fine and the car will just go, oh no, God, I need to take a shit right now. We're right on the side of the motorway. I don't care. I, this is happening. I, my, I'm going to do a big car shit. You, you had a joke in the live podcast where you went, is, is there anything more Haas than just stopping during qualifying? <laughs> yeah. And it, it's almost as if they heard you and went, Yes, there is. Yes. It's stopping during the race as well. It's the same car with the same driver stopping and then uh, and, and just having to get out, DNFing during qualies. And then that same car, that same driver during the race, stopping on the track and that being the end of the race and then bursting into flames. And when- <laughs> I, I see you're stopping in the middle of the track and I raise you bursting into flames. You go, yeah. That is Morehouse. Also, it's when when that happened and Magnuson got out, his body language just his body language read like he was thinking, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There yeah. was no it's a Hass. It's a Hass, people. It's the worst best car. Yeah. By quite just a Just reminding way. myself, I'm still a Formula One driver. I'm still a Formula One driver. <laughs> I'm still a Formula One driver. Uh, from uh, ninth up to seventh, Williams, Albon having the race of his life, uh, finishing in eighth in front of both the Ferraris. I mean, I mean, good God. I was looking. Um, can I be honest? At the, at the Williams. And I just thought, and you can be honest. I, 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 I adore your honesty. I and I'd love to find out how it manifests in just one moment. But the Williams car, to me, and I'm as a layman, you can... Correct me if I'm wrong. It looked to me, eye test, very racy. <laughs> did you do you agree with that? <laughs> it did look very racy. This it looked so didn't it? racy. And also, as I pointed happy out, happy seven hundred and ninety ninth. Yeah, happy. Yeah, <laughs> I pointed that out on the live show, which is out now on uh, on your podcast uh, um, apps. Uh, which that, you'll be listening if you if you heard Josh say that. Yeah, I'm then about, you'll be all on it already, won't you? Uh, they painted the car with a special livery for their eight hundred race, but because of the cancellation of China, it was actually the seven hundred ninety ninth race. So the cancellation of China, that sounds like yeah, that China's been cancelled for uh, Taiwan. You can't um, invade anywhere nowadays. <laughs> he, um, which means they must keep the livery for Hungary, right? Surely. Um, yeah. For the 800th race. Yeah. It's a bit embarrassing. It's, it's like you turning up to your birthday party on the wrong day. But, but what's not embarrassing is Sergeant finishing in 11th. Nosebleed territory for Sergeant. Um, Unbelievable. Um, his that's I mean that that's that's quite remarkable. Uh, and, and and I think you know if Logan is finishing eleventh, then that you know Albon is a box of tricks. He's a great driver. He's 
one of our favourites, do you think? Yes, absolutely. Certainly one of our favourites. Certainly one of my favourites. I think one of your favourites too. He's a fan favourite. He is one of our favourites. And, you know, he's liable to finish eighth. He can, you know, he can get things out of shit cars. We've seen that happen in the past. Logan, that gives us an indication that this Williams is going good guns. It is. If Logan Sargent can put it in 11th, Mm -hmm. anything's possible. I mean, uh, maybe we could... Could I put it in 11th? I think you could put it in above the above the Haas, for sure. Can I sing the national anthem? Uh, I Listen, Sky F1, if you're listening, we will gladly sing the national anthem next year. I, I could sing the Hungarian national anthem. Can you? Yeah. I, 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 I'm a, I'm, I know the Dutch national anthem by heart now. Yeah? Which is... Yeah, yeah I've heard it. I've heard it more times yeah, than any song. Yeah. This year has been a great year for the Dutch national anthem. Yeah. The Having the PRS the checks. Season of the person life. who wrote that. Yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, from fifth down to sixth, Alpine. My friend. Promopine. And sous uh, Two Two DNFs. And, two and DNFs. It, it really irked me that they went, two DNFs on their home race. It's like, what, the French team? What? Yeah. No. Yeah, really embarrassing for Alpine on their home race for two DNFs, Gasly but what, and Alpine. But what's what? Because they because they because their factories around the corner, but they're all around the corner. But all the factories around well, the corner, except for Ferrari and Alfa Romeo. But so, just, but it's not a home race. race. Stop everyone is based it. in. It's not a home race for Max either. It's they not. weren't saying that, were they? Yeah, they were because Red Bull are based in Milton Keynes. It's not a but home everything race. Everything is based in Milton Keynes. Wow, well, not every, every no. Nothing is based in Milton Keynes except Formula One. And in the periphery, um, Stony Stratford is a nice little... Milton Keynes is a very ugly place. Stony Stratford's a gorgeous uh, old buildings and cottages and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. It's a really lovely place. Horrible gig, though. It was the uh, fifth, from sixth to fifth with McLaren. With I did not have this on my bingo card. No. With uh, Piastri in fourth at the start of the race. Lando. Norris in second, which was their race finish positions as well. Um, I mean, remarkable. It was it was a uh, putting those hard tires on. What a bold move! Has there been any uh, punditry uh, in post race analysis about how likely it is that McLaren will be able to maintain this? No, but I think that them going back to the chrome car has weirdly made the car faster. That is our level of analysis, isn't it? (laughs) They painted it a good colour like when they were fast before and now they're fast again. It's the chrome, isn't it? That's what's really... Because there's no paint weighing it down. And Zach Brown as well. No one can celebrate an English victory like an American. Like when when Norris finished second, he looked like he was about to shotgun beers. Woo! Woo! We did it, UK number one, number one, freedom, freedom, freedom. Uh, Lando, what a drive. That was so good. I loved watching him drive. I take back every negative thing I've ever said about Lando. Lando. He, I loved watching it. I take back everything I said about Oscar Piastri. You can't, you can't maintain fourth um, if you're not worth, you know, if you don't have grit and they're both 
they're both incredibly, like two incredibly young drivers with a team that has the infrastructure, as we know from the, whenever, when was it? 15 years ago mm-hmm. that they last won the championship. So they, they, they have that in their history. They have that. It's, it, it, they have the wherewithal perhaps to, to do that again. You know, maybe, maybe how, what I'm wondering is like, at what point the circle of life seems to be that somebody does kind of well at a mid-table, lower-level team, mm-hmm. and then they go to Ferrari, and then they die. <laughs> That's it. It's like, you know how you get to be a butterfly, but only for a day. Like, the, the, you get, it's caterpillar, 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 butterfly, dead. That's, that's the journey of every backroom F1 engineer, mechanic, strategist. You slug it out for ages, then you go to Ferrari, and then... You're dead forever. Yeah. And I like that Matteo Bonotto showed up at Silverstone. He was like, hey guys, so, uh, <laughs> does anybody want my advice on anything? Ah, guys, and the so cars, much. the cars just kind of burst into tears. Yeah. <laughs> hey guys, oh, I just wanted to check in at the big one. Just wanted to see how, and it's funny that he went to Silverstone because he, he can't go to the Italian Grand Prix and be like, hey guys, you still shit? Yeah, I thought so. He's had to go to the English one and, and go, hey guys, just, uh, Wanted to see how we're doing. Everyone okay without me? Um, Have you improved since you sacked me? I would say they've gotten worse. Yeah. A lot worse. And I think, you know, we've spoken before about how we thought the sacking of Matteo Bonato was stupid. Yeah. Bring uh, him back. Like he was, it, it, it wasn't a perfect season, but he's got a better tune out of that car or that yeah. team than anybody has since, the, what's what old tobacco face called? Bernie Eccleston. No, the tobacco, the tobacco monster. The tobacco monster. Yeah, the, the head of the Ferrari team used to be that tobacco monster. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Not Berlusconi, but it was similar. What's wasn't his it? name? Yeah, the silver-haired fox. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. That bloke who like just looked so dry with nicotine. Yeah. <laughs> um, I've been to a few races where I've had like backstage access, and a Ferrari were the only team that were having cigarettes behind their garage during the race. Great, which I loved, but mm-hmm. it does explain. And, and also Matteo Bonotto's energy, any of the videos or photos of him, and he's like wearing all black, like he's mm. at a funeral. But he did have the energy of the end of Greece, Sandy, at mm. Silverstone this week. <laughs> Matteo! Tell me about it. I've got electrical programs. They're multiplying. And you're losing points. For the power you're not harvesting. It's a hybrid engine. You better shape up. Boop, boop, boop. Because we need a car. And? And you fired me. Fuck you. There we go. Um, um, it, and they well, both fell away. Was it? Did, did you it, know? Was, it was a bizarre combination, wasn't it? Of shit strategy and shit pace. And they were both like, like, uh, like synchronized dancers. Yeah. Both shit at the same points at the same time in the same way. They qualified fourth and fifth. They ended the race ninth and 10th. They just fell away. Mm. Like both dancing the same shit dance together. It was kind of beautiful in a sad way. It was, listen, they are chunking this season harder than anyone. They are. It's everyone expects Yuki Tsunoda to be at the back. But with these upgrades, with the team change arounds, with the employment of all the new staff for Ferrari to, can I be honest? I'd love that. 
Please just make the car go fast. Ferrari. In third place, uh, Aston Martin. Uh, again, Alonso seventh. Stroll. 14th. Um, but qualified. Where did he qualify? Home. Home? 12th. Did he? Did he really? Yeah. Um, Alonso very sort of confidently said a few weeks ago, we'll be on the podium every race this season. And you just can't tempt fate like that. Fate. Are you? Uh, he, you can't, no. I mean, you can. It, that's the thing. He just doesn't really just say stuff. I like it. I'm, I'm all for just fucking say stuff. Well, there was an, so Stroll, in my opinion, quite clearly went off the track and gained an advantage mm-hmm. against Gasly. And there was no investigation because A, nobody cared. He's fucking in 14th. Who gives a shit? Because, yeah, but it's, and Gasly, who did Lawrence Stroll grease? Like his son went off the track and gained an advantage and, and literally in the steward's office, sort of like one of those horror films, they just all look behind <laughs> and Lawrence Stroll was there. Oh my God, you crept up on me there. Yeah. Uh, there's not going to be an investigation. And he just puts like a silver magnum down on the table. <laughs> there's no, there ain't going to be no investigation here. My boy was just trying to stay on the track and that French snail pig threw him off. You don't touch my boy. Nobody touches my boy. My beautiful boy. Um, second place, um, Mercedes. Uh, Hamilton third. His, I think his 16th podium at Silverstone. And Russell fifth. Um, not great for George Russell. Also not great for Lewis Hamilton, but good for the fans. That what they do you mean to- not great for Lewis Hamilton? Not great, he no, not great. Well, not great then because he wants to win. Yeah, but in the context of the season and where the Mercedes currently is, like they're, they're all drivers, you know, What's weird is when you watch uh, the box, uh, like the build up to a boxing, uh, uh, to the boxing, like you've got two boxers and even if it's a complete mismatch, the guy goes, like the, the underdog will still say, yeah, can win. Of course I've got a chance of winning. In Formula One, you say to uh, Pierre Gasly, uh, what, what are you hoping for this weekend? You know, just to not crash and maybe come seventh or something. That'd be good. <laughs> <laughs> they're so realistic it's so funny to me because I've never seen a sport where they the sports people are asked for predictions about what they can achieve and they give totally realistic answers and they downplay themselves at every everybody's always trying to big themselves up yeah we can win yeah we can do we can be the best yeah we're taking it game by game da, 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 da. in Formula 1 nah we're, we're sort of a bit shit I think and Hamilton won't have been expecting to win he it was funny I mean, to won. me, I think it was FP3 where um, Hamilton was doing a, a, a fake race start and he intentionally sort of held up Verstappen and then Verstappen tried really hard to get in front of him. And it's so funny that whenever those two are near each other, they both shit themselves. Mm. It's like, you know, when you like bump into your ex in a chemist mm. and you're like, ah, 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 ah. yeah, everything's fine. I'm, I'm doing really great. How are you? And you know, you just start putting things in your basket so it looks like you're having a great life. I'll put some Durex lube yeah. in my oh, basket. Oh, I've got some Manuka honey. Yeah. I can, yeah, yeah, I'm doing okay. I can afford Manuka honey. Yeah. And then your card gets declined at checkout. That's how Verstappen and Hamilton handle being around each other. Yeah. Because I think they both love each other. They're both, they have a lot of, there's a lot of mutual respect there, isn't there? It's like when two Marvel superheroes fire their superpowers at each other, but they just, they clash in the middle and it just becomes like a, you know, like the the lasers just hold. And it's so obvious which one's Thor and which one's Thanos. Which one's Thor? Hamilton's Thor. Okay. I don't know who Thanos is. Well, the bad guy. Oh. 
Well, um, so obvious which one's Snape and which one's Potter. Um, Red Bull, Max Verstappen. You couldn't give a shit, could you? Finished. Where did Max Verstappen finish? Um, I don't know. I, can't, I wasn't watching. Uh, Max Verstappen. In, oh, here, yeah, here we are. First, yeah. Sixth, sixth win in a row. Sixth and 11 equaling McLaren for the most consecutive race wins. Red Bull. Red Bull. Um, what is the most, is it eight, the most races ever won by consecutively by a driver? 11. Oh, by a driver, I think it's eight. Yes. Yes. And I assume that that's Vettel? Probably. I think it is yeah. Vettel. And I mean, it was, I mean, Paris has just lost his shit, hasn't he? He's well, done. Well, he had a great race. If you, if you forget what Red Bull is or that his teammate is Verstappen. Verstappen started in 15th or wherever he started earlier in the season. And we all went, oh, well, this will be exciting. And it sort of was, but you went, oh no, he can win from there. He, that car's so dominant, it can win from anywhere. This is disappointing. And it, because he'd already proven that that car can, the car, oh, that can win from anywhere. You, <laughs> you can't win from anywhere. Did you, you see? You suck. Uh, uh, so yeah, 15th to 6th, you'd usually think pretty good race. Did you see Helmut Marco um, elbowing the photographer? No. After the race, you know, when they all line up to go, hey, well done, yay, yay, you know that. And it's quite performative at Red Bull now because they yeah, all yeah, yeah. give Max a hug and he's like, yeah, obviously, obviously I won. Yeah. Um, and Helmut Marco, there was a photographer in front of him and he couldn't get there to give Max a big hug. Yeah. And he started el- elbowing the photographer, just like, excuse me, I was here first. You know, like a queue at Pizza Express where someone's got takeaway, so they skip to the front of the queue. Excuse me. Excuse me. There's a, you know, there's a queue. There is a queue. What do you think? We're just standing here. He was also having quite a nice chat with Zach Brown. And like Zach Brown was really enjoying the chat because he finally got to stood, like, stand there. in the, oh, Yes. Yeah. Like talking about the, all the gates. The gates like trying to make observations about what it's like to hug your driver when they've got in the top three. And Helms going, shut up, idiot. Shut the fuck up. Were Red Bull actually slower with that three second win gap? Or is Max just not asked about pushing? Um, it's surely that. He just, at this point, he doesn't need to thrash the car around. He can just save it for the next race. I'm not, I, th- I think that's certainly true. And I think that the preparations that the Red Bull team will do for each race, uh, are not going to be as strenuous and uh, thorough as the other teams are. The other teams are going to be going hell for leather, thinking, oh my God, what can we do? What can we do? And Red Bull are going to be going, car was pretty fast last week, wasn't it? Should, will it be fast next week, do you think? <laughs> yeah. Do you want to go Do you want to go to Club Med for a few days? And um, I've just got the new... Uh, I've got the new Christina Stead book. I want to read that and go to Club Med for a bit. Uh, so there just isn't the same incentive for not just Max, but for anybody to be making the improvements that the other teams are doing. I'm not sure, though, whether that makes 17 seconds worth of difference, which if you think is like what he'd usually win by versus what he won by this week. The other teams are going to catch back up. But I think as Peter Windsor said a few weeks ago, expect to see the other teams get closer to Red Bull and then expect next year for Red Bull to have an insanely fast car again. Because right now, they're not concentrating on this year's car because this is all sewn up. They're concentrating on next year's car. And that is, shouldn't be allowed. Or they they need to do something. 
Well, Lewis said it a few weeks ago that, that it should be from August onwards you can start developing the car. Yeah. And I think that, like, it's all... But if I, I don't respect Lewis for saying that. No. I think like, it's crap. No. Like, if he had said that in 2020, yeah. I would have had loads of respect for it. Or if Verstappen said it now. But nobody... Until the person who is the beneficiary of the system says the system is wrong and is giving me too much benefit, then it won't change. Yeah, exactly. And um, I don't think I, I've got uh, I've got here to sum up. I've got race winner, but I've got race whiner. Mm-hmm. I thought we could start adding. Okay. So I'm going with Sergio Perez. As, uh, Max Verstappen is the race winner, but Sergio Perez is the race whiner because Perez blamed Albon for his bad finish. Okay, I'll go with you on that. I like that. I think that's good. What would Perez do if he wasn't in F1? Because he's not a pundit, is he? He's not going to become Nico Rosberg. He doesn't have the charisma. He doesn't have the camera presence. What's he going to do in March? (laughs) (laughs) Um, I don't know what his other other passions are. He could be a... uh, I don't know if uh, in Mexico they have, uh, like, Strictly Come Dancing, but he'd be a judge on that. <laughs> I'd like to see Sergio Perez as a judge on. He keep, he'd keep pressing the button on the spinning chair. Oh, well, then maybe, I, maybe he'll be on. He'll be one of the celebrities on Mexican Strictly Come Dancing, and then and it'll be really great because you know the Strictly curse. What? Well, you always end up shagging your dance partner. Oh, because then yeah, but Perez is probably shagging everyone. Perez is shagging everybody's dance partner. That makes total sense. I'm glad um, we did that. Song of the race. I've gone with Vindaloo. Okay. Just because we were there and it all felt very Vindaloo to me. It did feel quite Vindaloo. Lots I think Brits. No, no, no. I'm going to go with Swing Low Sweet Chariot because we got um, heckled with that. Because we got heckled with that when we were doing our live podcast. Um, genuinely, thank you to everyone who came to our... We went on five hours after qualifying. Yeah. Five hours. Yeah. We sat backstage for three hours. Yeah. And, um, we looked a bit keen, didn't we? We did. We looked very keen. We, we were, we were backstage so long before our live show Mm. that the security guard shift changed. Yeah. And a security guard came up to us after about two hours and went, what the fuck are you guys doing here? But also I sort of thought to that security guard, like, well, like, what do you think? What what advantage do you think we're getting here by just standing? Do we look like we're having fun? Like, I mean, if we're stealing things, we what? I mean, that we couldn't be if we're not doing anything wrong, are we? Obviously, we're here to we're photo we're covertly photographing the underside of any car that crashes. What did you? How many? So you've been to a few Grand Prix. I've been to one mm-hmm. this season, and now a second one. Um, and it's always interesting to me to see have a look at what other Formula One fans look like. Yeah, and do you want to know my big observation? What? First of all, loads of smartwatches. Like way above the national average, I would say. Interesting. Loads of smartwatches. The other thing I'd say, people wrapped up very warm, top half, always wearing shorts. Yeah, lots of shorts. Lots of Ted Kravitz influence. Lots of, yeah, these people are influencing. Yeah. Lots of like Berghaus jackets and uh, fleeces, but shorts all the time. Very, I think we were the only people in trousers. Yeah, we were. You're never in shorts. I'm, I'm, never, in, short, never I'm in shorts wear, right never now. Wear shorts. Uh, sponsor of the race. Inappropriate sponsor of the race. race. Uh, I'm just going to sing it like Damien Lewis. Inappropriate, Inappropriate 
inappropriate sponsor of the race. Uh, Google Chrome. <laughs> Great. Just because they went, someone at Google went, hey, you know, the car used to be Chrome. Oh, yeah. And we're literally called called it chrome google chrome they had a google chrome spinning ferris wheel didn't they they kept breaking down which is ironic because that's also the spinning wheel you get on your macbook that's funny and the google chrome the spinning wheel at silverstone did have a power cut when we arrived and um i've gone with google Chrome just because good good job for mclaren all they did was paint the car yeah literally go faster stripes and it worked yeah like little boy racers yeah they're, I, they're, McLaren fast becoming my favourite team. I might cheer for them. I might buy a bit of merch. Yeah. Mm. What are you going to get? Are you going to get a Lando bucket hat? You don't like bucket hats, do you? No. You have to get quite angry about it. Yeah, them. I really, ha- I, I did say while we were walking around Silverstone, I just hate bucket hats. Yeah. Yeah. You have, you don't like it. You don't like, cause I wear a bum bag over my shoulder. You also hate that. Yeah. That bums me out as well. Yeah. I wear, I, got, I use tote bags. You don't like those? No. Cause you've got four kids and you're carrying your laptop around in a tote bag. Well, I, I'm not, but uh, yeah, I do. Um, and, uh, that brings us to the end of our review. I do want to say that we have new merchandise. Yeah. That's going on sale this week. So keep an eye on our socials cause we have some stonking merch coming. as soon as we manage to navigate uh shopify and all its functionalities the merch will be on sale so you can expect it as soon as 2032 <laughs> um also thank you to every i couldn't believe that people knew our show i found it very very heartwarming and uh, i was deeply deeply grateful to everybody for all their enthusiasm and we took selfies with fans we had selfies with people it was mental I, I, I found it, uh, you probably mental to you. Yeah. But I, I found it to be quite run of the mill as an experience. <laughs> um, and also next week is a non-race week. So we have a day in the life next week. Ooh, who's it going to be? I think we should do George Russell. Okay. Um, so I wake up at 1781 every week and I walk down to platform nine of the Croydon station where I see, I think we should do it. Okay. What do you think? Or hel- well, we've done helmet marker. I've done helmet. Uh, I quite like Zach Brown to write Zach to Brown's us. Zach Brown's a good idea. It'd be quite fun. Okay. Well, just let me know. Okay. Uh, maybe we should do Lando in, in, in the wake of a podium. Can't do Lando again before we've done George. Yeah, that's true. But um, listen, we have, we've never done Lewis. We've never done Logan. We've never done Valtteri. I wake up every day at 5 a.m. and I come downstairs to my daddy. Uh, again. Polishing uh, his guns. In our correspondence, uh, who... Would you like to see, to hear, or and see on a day in the life? Uh, thank you very much for listening. Thank you so much, guys. I'm Josh Weller. And I'm Alfie Brown. And this is Dirty Air. This is the formula. 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 Yep. This is the formula. Hey. This is the formula. Yep. This is the formula. One.